Welcome to Bible Studies for Life for Adults. Uh, Chris Johnson is the host, and so am I. I'm Lynn Pryor, and I'm glad you're taking a few minutes to join us for this uh, podcast. And joining Chris and I um, is Andrew Hudson. Andrew is the brand manager, or as he likes to call himself, the brand ambassador for Bible Studies for Life. Andrew, thank you for being with us. Happy to be here. Ambassador is just, I'm trying to give myself a better title. That's all it is. There's well, probably more it, money in that. I, well, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> it is always great to have Andrew with us, and we do appreciate what you do. Uh, one of the, Lynn and I deal directly with adult resources and uh, help our listeners to know what, what else is available in the, in the BSFL line that you have some responsibility for, Andrew. Absolutely. So we, we are the only Bible study uh, that we're aware of in the world that goes from babies all the way up to senior adults with an age-appropriate study plan. Um, so the, one of the, my favorite things that we do with Bible Studies for Life um, is that we approach studying scripture with a cognitive ability. So uh, I have a four-year-old little girl, and we would not want to teach her something that a high school student would uh, need to be studying. And, and the vice versa is true. Like my, my little girl can't cognitively understand the things that we would teach a high schooler or a senior adult. And so we have geared all of our studies from babies to senior adults to where they are, they are relatable, that they're age appropriate and they're balanced for, for really good study. So I think Bible studies for life is, is one of the best Bible studies out there. Um, and so I'm, I am pleased to be the, the brand ambassador for it. Well, thank you for doing that. We appreciate you uh, taking a moment to talk about Bible studies for life. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to this podcast. And we are in the middle of a study called All In. It is a study about what it means to, uh, to be a faithful follower of Jesus, to, have, to be fully devoted and fully committed uh, to following Jesus, to be all in. And the, the uh, dynamic that we're going to look at today is in regard to prayer that we are devoted to prayer as a vital part of this all-in commitment to Jesus um, and his church. So uh, we'll be looking at a passage out of Colossians today. Um, I, I personally love the book of Colossians. It's just so unique. It, there, there's some dynamics. Scholars tell us that Paul probably wrote this book in close proximity to uh, when he wrote the book of Ephesians, but Paul's relationship with the, with the people at Ephesus was that they were, they were a part of his life. They were his heart. And he didn't know too many of the people that he was writing to in Colossae. He had never been there. So it's a very interesting take uh, when you know that background about the book. Right. And, and what he does, he talks, is the passage really about how he's praying for them. And so if we would think about the title of this study, Committed to Pray. I would dare say most of you who are listening would say, yeah, I'm committed to pray. You talk to most of the people in your groups, and they do. They pray often. They pray daily. But the things we tend to pray about, and I'm not saying they're bad, but we tend to pray about uh, immediate needs we have for ourselves. We certainly pray for physical needs. And even during our Bible study times, if we have a time we share prayer requests, wouldn't we say that you know, 90% on up, the prayer requests are related to health issues? Again, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that at all. 
Uh, we care about those. God cares about them. But what I want to see is, as we get into this passage of Colossians, is we're going to talk about being committed to pray for the salvation and the spiritual growth of others. Now, again, that's not discounting praying for physical and health needs. But Paul wants us to look at our attention, uh, use this, let's use this to really think about the spiritual growth of other people. I dare say that most groups don't have a special time where they say, hey, let's all pray for the spiritual growth of each other and the spiritual growth of our church. Uh, so I think it's timely and I think it's a good approach for us to take uh, in this study. Right. And I, and I hope the groups, uh, as a result of doing this study, will make that a concerted effort. It says, OK, let's talk about what are the health requests, the needs in our church, uh, in our group. And you talk about this. OK, now, what are the spiritual needs? Just yeah. again to keep us reminding all that, and that's what we're going to pick up in Paul's prayer. Uh, as, as you mentioned, Chris, that Paul has not necessarily met this group yet. Yet, what he says here is, I always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. There is a sense that he is praying with thanksgiving. And it reminds me, we ought to be praying for Thanksgiving for other people, just that God is working in their lives. I think it would be a good opportunity for our groups to think about um, how they are known as a, as a group or how their church is known by others. Uh, do other people know us because of our commitment to Christ, because of our faithfulness to him, because of uh, these priorities in our lives? When we, when we, when we connect this study to the overall study of Ali, and I think it's an important thing for us to think about uh, what our what our reputation is to others as far as the uh, where we are spiritually. That's an interesting idea. Um, growing up, my church, my church home, uh, was the biggest church in my small little town, um, and we were known because we had a really fun, elaborate Christmas pageant. And so that is kind of what we were known for, right? And so it, it's an interesting idea to try to shift your church to be the church in your town that is committed to prayer, committed to fasting, committed to uh, seeking salvation for the people that are lost. So uh, when we first moved to the area where we live now, we were a part of a, of, a, of a large church, and they were known as the community, as the, as the church that um, both was evangelistic, but also was the, social, the conscience. They were the ones that would always teach truth and talk about the truth of God's word. And when, when uh, they were in a transition because of the death of a pastor, um, my hope for the church that they, was that they would become known as uh, a compassionate, caring, ministering church, that that's what they would be known for. And I, it's not that they weren't before, but when you, when you talked about this church, you didn't think about that first. And, and my hope was that, that they, there would be a shift, not that they would stop doing the things that they had been doing, but they would also be known as that, that compassionate, ministering, caring church that when somebody has a problem, when somebody has phys uh, financial issues, when somebody is struggling, that's who you can call on to help. And, and so when I think of, of Paul saying, I, we're praying for you because we've heard all these things about you and how, how you live out your faith, uh, that, that churches begin to think about that 
groups would begin to think about that uh, from that perspective as well. Yeah, wow, to be like the church in Colossae where you're known for that love you have for all the saints. And, and, and that's what Jesus said. That's, was that, was his, that was his heart. Yeah, uh, that, uh, that you would be known because of the love for, that's right, because of the love you have for one another. So uh, I, th I think that's important for us to be reminded of. Right. And one thing that we're going to see here too, the, the application we're going to pull out is praying for th with thanksgiving, but in the sense of we ought to be also praying for those who minister and they spread the gospel. Um, because if we're praying for the, the church, the health of the church is connected to those God uses to help us grow. So now Paul isn't directly telling them to pray, but he talks about, um, he talks about Epaphras. Uh, he, he's talking about Epaphras is one who's told us about you, our dearly, fellow, our, our dearly loved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of God on your behalf, and he has told us about your love in the Spirit. And, and when we see that, this is coming right off of his prayer. But maybe there's a reminder, we need to pray for the Epaphrases in our life, the, the Pauls, those who are there to help us grow. Pray for their, their strength in doing that. I know in the study that, that um, I worked on, that one of the things that we asked groups to do was to think about and talk about those in their church who have some of those responsibilities and to encourage them to look for some ways to pray for their pastor and other ministers and other leaders in their church um, who, who have those responsibilities. This is a little bit of a gut check for me too. So um, I don't know that my love for the spirit is the first thing that you talk about when you talk about me, right? You, you, you introduced yeah. me as the brand ambassador for Bible studies for life. Uh, you did not say, Andrew, he has a great love for the spirit. And so um, then how do you adjust the way that you are living so that then your love for, for God and for Jesus and for the spirit are more outwardly visible? Um, how wow. can I uh, allow myself to be um, so outwardly um, preaching the gospel? To where people know Andrew. That's that's the guy that preaches the gospel. Yeah. Good word. Good challenge. Yeah, as we're just talking about prayer, the more time I spend in prayer, uh, because it's, it's the focus is not on me; it's the one I'm talking to. It, that just kind of starts coming out in your life. That you huh. that sense of like, like Moses. Uh, I'm not comparing myself to Moses, but you know Moses. He would come off the mountain and he was radiating from God's hmm. presence. And there's a sense of that for us that the more time we spend in God's presence, the more it's just maybe even in subtle ways. Wow. There's something different about you. That it's because of your love for Christ. That's right. Now he's going to tell us too. Right, verses nine to 12. It's just some incredible prayer that he says uh, that he's, he's praying for these Colossian believers, the ones he's never met. Um, and it's just it's a phenomenal thing. We have, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be, filled with the knowledge of his will. So Why don't you stop right there? That's a great thought and a great prayer that yeah. we would, as our group, pray for the knowledge of God's will in each of our lives. That would be powerful. Right. And so then as you do that, as you pray for the knowledge of his will, he says, why? So that you may walk worthy of the Lord, pleasing him, bearing fruit, being strengthened with all power. And, and, and giving thanks to the God. He just goes on and on, but it all builds off of that. I'm praying that you would be filled with the knowledge of his 
will. Now, wow, that's something great. We ought to pray for ourselves, but we're <laughs> called to pray that for other people as well. So P- Paul kind of bookends this with, man, I've heard about you. Your reputation is such that you're, you're developing and you're bearing spiritual fruit. And, and we're going to pray that that continues to be the case in your life. It's just so strong. It's such a good reminder to us. And my hope is that our groups will, will begin to pray for their group and for each other in that kind of way. That's great. And there is just so much need, I think in this last section for us just to talk about. So as you, as you kind of, in your groups, make sure you leave time to really talk about those verses 9 through 12. And then to live it out. All right, let's make a commitment. Uh, let's pray for each other in this way. Good to follow a, a model like Paul's um, as he describes his prayer for the church, for the people um, and at the, in the church of Colossae, and a good reminder for us to pray in that same kind of way. So I, uh, I know, Lynn, you were very uh, much a part of developing the, the outline for uh, this study, and I'm glad that, that we made this a priority and used this passage. Uh, I think that it's probably... Um, uh, one that may be unfamiliar to a lot of our uh, uh, listeners and participants in uh, Bible studies for life studies. So I'm glad that we're focusing on it this week. I want to thank those of you who listen to our podcast for being a part of it, for taking the time each week to listen and to uh give us feedback about your experiences as you as you are involved in listening to this uh, podcast. Grateful again for Andrew and uh, uh being with us. We want to give him a chance to talk about uh, some teaching tips. And then Lynn, I think you have something else that you want to talk about from a, the perspective of, of other resources that are available for Bible studies for life. Sure. So we're going to, we're going to kind of wrap this podcast. So we're just going to be talking primarily to the leaders uh, just to share some ideas with you. One thing I want to make you aware of is uh, there is a section of Bible studies for life that is Spanish. Uh, and we've done this for, I don't know, a gazillion years. We've always had a Spanish resource. But one thing that's different now uh, in the last couple of years, it is simultaneous. Uh, it's the exact same study. And what we used to do before was uh, we would take the English resource and pretty much as we're going to press, it would go to the Spanish team and they would translate it. And so they would always be a year behind us. Now, granted, they had studies. It was in Spanish, but they were always, uh, we were not always on the same page. Uh, year, uh, it was just a year later. We've changed that. So it's now possible for churches that have uh, uh, to, to be a bilingual class uh, by using Bible studies for life. Andrew, you got some any insights or anything you want to add? Yeah, absolutely. Spanish resources are really great. Um, even if you are an English only congregation, one thing I would love to encourage you to do, especially with our kids space, is that as you go on spring breaks or fall breaks or summer mission, summer mission trips, um, uh, Spanish activity pages are great resources to take to those countries uh, that you might be uh, doing, you know, building a house in Mexico. Uh, well, then you can take some Spanish kids resources activity pages along with you and hand them out in, uh, in those countries. That is a great opportunity for you to, uh, to help spread the word of the gospel. Uh, well, Andrew, why don't you share a, a teaching tip for us? Inspire us. 
Inspire. Well, I, I am a big fan of lists. And so I'm going to ask you to lead your group discussion again uh, through another list making activity. Uh, the, the first thing I want you to do is realize that prayer is um, intimidating for a lot of folks. And that, so how can you encourage uh, your group that prayer is just simply a conversation between the individual and, and through God? So um, it is a normal conversation. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular or big fancy words or, uh, you know, you don't have to stand a certain way or, or be in a, a certain posture. Um, so the first column, I want you to make three columns. In the first column, I just want you to make a list of ways that uh, we should be praying for ourselves. What are some things that um, we would like God to do in our own lives? So I think that that's a space where things like spiritual development and for spiritual spiritual uh, fruit to develop, that would be very natural for us to pray for those kind of things because we've studied this passage. Do you think? That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. In that second column, I want you to write down ways that you're going to be praying for other people, other people that you know, other uh, things that you want God to work in the lives of, of the people that you know. In the third column, I want you to make a list of people that you know that need Jesus. So um, I was taught long ago that we pray for ourselves, we pray for others, and then we pray for the lost. Um, that is a really, really great way to have three columns that you can put on your desk um, and be able to, to pray over them as you're working. Um, another um, resource I want to tell you about that's coming out and hopefully will be out uh as you're listening to this podcast, um, Bible Studies for Life is producing a series of ebooks. Um, we're developing a how to series, um, and they are spiritual disciplines. Uh, one of which, um, a good buddy of mine, Chandler Vinoy, is writing how to pray through journaling. And so he has taken this opportunity to create an ebook um, that is free to you. Um, and, and it'll walk you through how to do prayer through journaling. And it's a really insightful, um, good guide. Um, so please check that out on BibleStudiesForLife.com. Um, and there you'll see all of our other how-to guides uh, that we've been making. Andrew, thank you for being with us today and for being an ambassador for Bible Studies for Life studies uh, from birth to senior adult. Uh, thank you for uh, all that you do. Lynn, always good to be with you. Thank you for the work of that course. you do uh, in both with leading uh, adult Bible studies for life, but also uh, being the catalyst for what we do with our podcast. And uh, most of all, we want to thank you who listen to our podcast. It's fun for us to, just to get together and talk about things that we're passionate about and that we love working on, but it wouldn't matter if you didn't listen to us. So thank you for being a part of this podcast and want to encourage you to invite others to join and in listening to this podcast. And we look forward to you being with us next week.